0: Hello and good morning, my conservation friends. I hope the last two episodes have made you super curious about the ocean and how you can get involved in coral restoration. There are, of course, many ways to get involved with any marine conservation movement, but by far the most personal is scuba diving. Today's guest is here to help blow the five most common misconceptions about scuba diving out of the water and hopefully be the final push you need to literally just dive in. Okay, I'm done with my crappy puns now. I am so pleased to introduce you to Kenny Dial, owner and operator of Sweetwater Scuba, but that's only part of his resume. He's also a Maui instructor and course director, a dive team trainer for an aquarium, host of the Scuba Diving Podcast, which I highly recommend you checking out. There will, of course, be a link in the show notes. The author of How to Become a Scuba Diver, which is an adorable children's book, the videographer and producer for Down to 60, and he runs the entire social media empire of sweetwater scuba and with that i have but one question for you kenny do you have time for sleep
1: uh you know what i i have huge sleeping problems and i'm okay admitting that
0: (laughs) well at least you admit it but that's pretty impressive dude i uh i didn't know all of that when I emailed you to interview you, I, I knew that you had owned Sweetwater Water Scuba, and you have a fantastic Instagram page full of fun videos for us baby divers who make lots of mistakes, <laughs> and that's how I found we you. All,
1: we so, all make mistakes. There, there's no end to making mistakes. I'll promise you that.
0: <laughs> Scuba is one of those ones where you don't necessarily want to make a mistake, but, you know, so the most important question of the day, what's your favorite animal?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I'm not allowed to say my doggie who's right here. just you can off say camera. your
0: dog.
1: <laughs> well, obviously uh, I try and incorporate him whenever I can. Um, you know what, for me, it's kind of funny. It's, it's more the animal I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it's a seal. I, I know that seems West coasties might think that's nothing, but, uh, that's something I haven't seen. I think that'd be cool to see in the water. So
0: our second most important question of the day. What is your favorite coffee?
1: Okay, so I decided to blindside you with this, and I'm Go sorry. Maybe this makes the cut. If you're listening to this, it did. So um, <clears throat> I, 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 I'm I, very nervous to say this. Um, I don't drink coffee.
0: <gasps> it's okay. It makes sense. That's why you're tired all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe that's it. I feel like an outcast in society. I'm almost, if I get to a table and I don't know them very well, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm like, I know it's coming. And it's like, okay, we're all going to, how do you take your coffee? it's like, oh. You're
0: like, I don't. Uh,
1: This morning I'll try tea. You know, I know it's weird. I know it's strange. I can load it up with you know, cream and get it down. I just, you know what? I, I feel like a bit of a freak. I don't know. I, they're going to make little camps for people like us, and uh, they're going to make us grow their coffee beans or something.
0: I don't know how you managed to make it through life without coffee, but it's okay. No judgment here. So.
1: <laughs> I, I want to like coffee. I really do.
0: Let's get into the meat and potatoes. And I am so excited for this interview because I always tell people, as an adult, it's so hard to make friends. But to make friends as an adult... All you got to do is say, I scuba dive. And they're like, I scuba dive. And you are now immediate buddies. I can't tell you how many friends I have made just by saying that. So, for you and your rap sheet, you're like, you are a giant among the scuba industry. So, you are the most qualified person to tell me why scuba. Why is it important?
1: Why? Uh, well it's obviously important for all the conservation reasons it gives you appreciation of all that it's a lot of fun it's challenging you know there, there's all this kind of obvious low-hanging fruit i i could i could pick and give you but what i have found that's very different about scuba diving than any other sport or hobby you know activity out there and and, and there's they're all great i'm not taking away from you know other things surfing kayaking you know, kite surfing, all, all those things, skiing. I will tell you that scuba diving is distinctly different. And that is because of the social element that surrounds it. And, and there are exceptions to this, but by and large, uh, it, it's. I've never been anywhere where you can have a boat of divers going out, you know, anywhere in the world, and they're going to be from all over the world. You're going to have old people, young people. You're going to have... People that are into fitness, people that are not into fitness, Um, (laughs) you're going to have just such a spread and and nowhere else. I've never seen anything that will bring people together like this. And and you got that 30 minute to two hour boat ride out afterwards, you're finding the tiki bar or just some weird local place in the middle of nowhere and that you would have never gone into. And you're like, you guys want to try it? Okay. You know, (laughs) if you're driving by yourself, you're like, oh, that's sketchy. I'm not going in there. And, and and it's like, you look at the table of people there, and it's wild. And, and these people would have never crossed paths. They would have never come together and never been friends. I, I, I mean, I could just pull up my phone right now just from a dive we went on a couple of weeks ago. And we had people that work with me at my other job. And <laughs> people that uh, were from my shop that I sold years ago that I'm still friends with that just wanted to come diving. And it was it was just insane. And for me, it's it's I love the diving part, but it's the right after. It's when everyone gets together for that like dinner or bar or whatever. But I just that's the magic for me. Years later, kind of having gone through the whole life cycle, you know, now putting some time behind having the dive shop. Like, what do I keep wanting more of? That's it.
0: You you must get new people basically, daily. And you must hear these questions, like, so regularly that you could probably tape yourself and press play and just, like, listen to this video recording if we talk about it. But people ask me why I scuba dive. These are the five questions that I always get, and I'm not an instructor. So, I'm no, there's no way. I respect instructors, but I remember the first time I went on a boat dive, I looked at the instructor and I said, I would never do your job. I can't even take care of myself, let alone, like, five people who are actively trying to kill themselves, usually. So number one, the one that I hear the most is, is it scuba diving really expensive and other common barriers to entry? What is your take?
1: Those two questions I get a lot. Uh, scuba diving expensive. Of course, you know, the uh, that's relative. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> Jeff Bezos might not find it as expensive as you and I, mm-hmm. um, but it is less expensive than most similarly involved. Sport. Like if you take skiing with mm-hmm. lift tickets and all that stuff or golfing, you know, if you're a member and and you know, by the time you get good clubs and all. So it, it's it is less expensive than those. But what I always tell people there's it, it kind of depends on where you're going. If you mm-hmm. just travel and you dive a few times a year, I would get a good mask and that's really about it. You probably have to get like a snorkel and fence for your scuba class. That's fine. Do that. Mm-hmm. Uh you'll be happy you did. But um You don't need much if you're just traveling, if you're always going to use whatever's there because you Mm -hmm. don't travel with tanks and weights anyways. Right. So those are heavy and you got to have them dive. So, you know, some people will travel with all their gear. You know, I usually do depending. Mm -hmm. And then, um, or they'll just boil it down to just their mask or maybe mask and fins on a carry-on or something. So uh, it doesn't have, the equipment is really, because you can just dive when you have the money. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to do a five or ten thousand dollar live or a trip to Tahiti. Every like you know, it gets in people's mind. Here in Florida, there's dozens of springs, half of them are free or five bucks a car to go to, and they're epic. The most expensive ones, maybe around 40 bucks. And you can shore dive here for free. I mean, you know, parking might get you a little bit, but um, you can all over the number one, sh- you know, shore diving destination in the US is in Florida, and it is free. Blue Heron Bridge and other ones, Lauderdale by the Sea. You can just walk right in. So if you travel, it's it's anywhere from you know eighty, ninety bucks to one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks for a boat dive that usually includes tanks and weights, mm-hmm. and maybe gear. Or it's twenty five to fifty bucks to rent gear. So it, it's it's not that expensive. I, I don't know if you've been to the movies lately, but you can spend that on a couple of tickets and popcorn and a drink you probably shouldn't have
0: got. <laughs> true. And for those of us who are landlocked, I do a lot of freshwater diving because it's all I have in my arsenal. And okay, sure, it's not coral reefs, but there's some fascinating ecosystems in a freshwater lake and it's free. Absolutely. Go dive. And I'm picky about my dive gear, so I did buy it, but it's the same thing. You can get dive gear that's like, I mean, don't get cheap dive gear because... But, you know, midline dive gear, my husband was like, we just bought both of our kits and we didn't, we didn't come anywhere near like an expensive golf set, not even close or like getting into dirt biking no. or something. Cause I'm in Idaho and oh, yeah. dirt bikes or snowmobiles or four wheels, and you're not getting anywhere close to what the gear you would need for that. Not even kind of.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You didn't strike me as a dirt biker. No. Just just going (laughs) off the surface here.
0: (laughs) I am not a dirt biker. I am a hiker, scuba diver. That's basically it. I like to be outside, but I don't like loud noises. Um, And scuba diving is like the only time I can turn my brain off. So that's why I love it so much. Um, So yeah, so that's why I tell people too. I'm like, it's not really that expensive. It's as expensive as you want to make it."
1: Um, it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like group trips, I'm like, guys, if you want to travel the world, go with a dive group. Everyone gets like rad discounts. Like, holy crap. And you make making friends. They (laughs) do.
1: They absolutely do. There's the dive resorts for whatever reason. um, Usually you can bake the diving in at almost the same cost. Mm -hmm. So like it's just crazy, uh, and a lot of the dive resorts. If you bring a non-diver with you, you know we've got a family member or whatever. A lot of times, those are so cheap because they're an afterthought. They're like, oh, I guess they're just in the bedroom, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, it, for some reason, they've, they they uh, hopefully they're not listening right now, bon air, um, but if. <laughs> If they, uh, you know, they pick up on this, you know, might, they might start charging the non-divers more. But for some reason, non-divers get like crazy cheaper rates Dude, that's
0: than if crazy. you were just
1: to go there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's bananas. That's
0: how I got my parents interested in scuba diving. I was like, hey, there's a nine dollar fee for Cozumel. It's basically free. I think it was like $1,800, including airfare, including all of the meals, including like everything. I was like, Mom, you can't even get plane tickets for like that. Why don't you just go?
1: No, and it's everything too. And most of those, the one I go to in Cozumel, it even includes the alcohol. There's like hundreds of them. But I go to uh, Grand Park Royal Cozumel because they include tips, drinks. And it's one of the few that has shore diving right off of it. Okay, yeah. And the boats pick you up there. Nice. Yeah, it's 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 called a luxury resort but I I found it to be just about as for, for being able to uh un, having unlimited shore diving mm-hmm. right there. Uh and it's got the little plane rack, the anchor and it's and you and there's a beach. There's really mm-hmm. not much beach uh yeah. there. And uh, that one is the one that uh, I, I go to and send my friends to. Uh, there's there's a lot of good ones, uh, but it, it allows you to just night dive and then just crawl into the pool and t- ditch your gear right there and literally take about nine steps to the bar. That's perfect. Um, so yeah, it's uh, for me. It's about all the things <laughs> yeah. like, and you can walk to like all the the usual suspects if you like that the little markets, mm-hmm. the, you know, the senior frogs and all that stuff. Oh so.
0: heck yeah. Heck
1: yeah. We might have been there a few times.
0: The second one. I am too old, skinny, fat, short, weak, claustrophobic, etc., etc. to scuba dive. And what other conditions usually keep people from trying it?
1: Well, see, I think you'd hit the nail on the head is trying it. Go try mm-hmm. it. You'll realize that none of those things really matter. They don't. You, you <laughs> don't have to be a good swimmer. That's just mm-hmm. out. Basic swimming abilities, that's about it. And a dirty little secret is you're not really going to do much swimming. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have it. I like to swim around too, like at the resorts and around the dives and whatnot, but you don't have to. Don't let that be a thing. Uh, the, the The craziest one I still hear is the ears. Uh oh. I, I still get that all the time. Uh, my ears get tight at the bottom of a pool. It's a simple little you know, they call it the Valsalva maneuver. There's a few other ways to do it. Swallow, yawn, pinch your nose, all that stuff. It's, it's an instantly, you know, remedied issue. There are a few exceptions, you know, with some sinus surgeries that may have happened or whatever, Mm -hmm. but such a simple fix, the little pool uh, pressure at the bottom of the drain. Just Google that. If you're listening, you'll find a million videos and go out to your pool. And in 30 seconds, you're going to be like, Wow, it was that easy?
0: Yeah. I always tell people, like, excuse me, like, we have people in their 70s on my dive boat. Like, if they can do it, you can do it.
1: Well said. Uh, (laughs) 70s. I'm going to throw one here that I've seen personally that blew my mind. Blind. Whoa. And paraplegic. Whoa. Young girl. About, I want to say she was anywhere between 15 and 20 years old. I put it 16, 18, maybe. And... Yeah, all of the above. And she's diving. Now, she dove with somebody because, you know, to have a way of, of knowing depth and <laughs> things like that, but a little hand holding. And uh, I watched her dive in the aquarium. I had the honor of being one of her dive masters. And I mean, if. If this person can dive, mm-hmm. like just do it. Like like yeah. come on, a regular even mildly healthy person, uh you th- there this is not a a fitness sport if you don't want it to be. True. Um, don't believe me, go look at any dive boat ever at any given time. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be No, you know, but it's true.
0: It just goes to show how accessible the sport is because there's so many yes. different diving conditions. It's not like this goes this is perfect for our next question because people are always like Are they gonna take me cave diving on dive two? Oh my gosh, like, (laughs) no. But, you know, people freak out because they're like, oh, well, I'm not in X amount of shape. What would happen if there's an emergency? And, you know, novice divers, like, especially myself, like, that's the first thing my mind goes to is like, I've never done this. Now I'm breathing underwater and now the world's going to explode. And there's so many things that could go wrong. So we're gonna kind of skip over question three, we'll go back to it. But question number four is training for emergencies and what a novice diver is actually qualified to do so they're not trying to actively kill themselves because that's the thing like we your first 10 dives i can't tell you how many mistakes i made but i was never going deeper than 30 feet because whew. so take it away
1: yeah well depth is a funny one depth is one i get a lot when when we have a new scuba class the first questions i always get was, is they'll like pull you aside and kind of like hey how how deep do we have to go you know and <laughs> yeah. And I always say depth is like an airliner when you get N1, the altitude. Does it matter if you're 5,000 or 35,000 feet? No. You're in the airliner, you're in the airliner. Mm-hmm. And you most of the time you can't even see out the window, mm-hmm. you know, or you're looking out and everything just gets small and you're like, well, this is out of my hands now. So um, <laughs> it's the same thing. You're with your buddies. That's a full separate set of gear and life support. Everyone has a secondary. You can just literally go up and breathe off somebody's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's so... So the emergencies and all this stuff is very Hollywood. It's 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 just not the reality. Mm-hmm. In fact, my friend who's a good instructor, he's on our show quite a bit. He's a trial attorney. So he sees lawsuits and he dives a lot. He's taught a lot. And he's like, honestly, scuba diving is a lot safer than... He said it actually... He said one of the reasons why people get away with so much as far as teaching is because no one gets hurt enough. And he doesn't mean more people need mm-hmm. to get hurt. What he means is like, everyone's always, oh, the liability, the liability. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, not really. Yeah. He said it's it's so, people just don't have a lot of problems. They have a lot of incidences mm-hmm. from not diving enough. They'll dive once and then not do it for a few years and then come back. Mm-hmm. And then, but there's not really emergencies. That's mm-hmm. what, I, if I could get one thing out of everyone's head, it's, in fact, it, you said, like, one thing you like doing is going down and zoning out. Mm-hmm. Um, you do enough dives. I got classes, students, and everything. Yeah. I'm half zoned out. And, <laughs> and, and while fixing somebody, I'm thinking about, hey, you know what would be a good video for next week? And, and, like, you do get to that point, but that's mm-hmm. just from repetition. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, you also see almost accidents that people go, oh, I, If you listen to stories, everyone wants to. It's a fish story, so Mm -hmm. you get like, "Oh yeah, we were down, and man, this guy almost and 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 like I'm like I was there, and nothing happened." And it's like (laughs) I, I hear it after we our dives at you know some of the places I've worked, everyone leaving, and I'll overhear the conversations of our guests and everything. Oh yeah, it was close and I saw this guy. He almost he shot up and then I thought he was sinking to the bottom and he almost, you know, couldn't find his regulator. And I was like, No, <laughs> no. It is not that dangerous. I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to say that it is a safe sport or that it isn't dangerous just because of my position. Mm-hmm. But let's just put it this way, you're more likely to injure yourself on the way home from a dive. I don't care if you're doing a deep, shark open cage, great white night dive in a ripping current. Your danger is driving home because you had so much fun, you're exhausted. Yeah. I can't tell you how many friends on a four-hour drive home I would pull into one of the rest stops to grab like two monsters or something. <laughs> and I'd see, I remember specifically, and he knows who this is, I saw his truck sitting there. I was like, what? He left like an hour before us. <laughs> and I like, and then like, I went over and looked and he was like sleeping. It's like a... Three-hour drive home, I want to say, from there, and about halfway, he just couldn't. <laughs> and he was a relatively seasoned diver, but... uh yeah, so it's, it's the drive home, the diving, it just get the emergencies out of it. We had a deaf scuba instructor come on and we brought up a question. Why don't we use, why don't we incorporate actual sign language into scuba diving instead mm-hmm. of scuba hand signals, which I am an advocate for? And they're like, well, in an emergency, you need to have it simple. And like, they, they're picturing these Navy SEAL, like <laughs> life or death. And I'm like, you know, I've got thousands of dives and, and I've never had this crazy emergency you're yeah. talking about. And it's like the the everyone has this like I said, this Hollywood, you know, dive movie in their head and it just isn't it's yeah. not it's it's <laughs> not scary. It's it's not that dangerous. Go do it's it. Not,
0: and for those of you who are like, oh my gosh, the worst that could happen. Please listen to Kenny's podcast. He has an episode I listened to it about the little things that can go wrong and how easy they are to prevent if you have a task management system. Which I loved that.
1: Yeah, it's all task loading. Oh, and I did one one last thing on that. Yeah. Why people do still struggle with diving, as you know, is because of the task loading, and it's one of those things where if you do it. It only takes about, so so the scuba certification will not get you where you need to be. Some people Mm -hmm. are naturals, but most people, that's more, the scuba certification is here's how to use the gym equipment Mm -hmm. at the fitness gym, right?
0: Yep.
1: You are not fit in that moment. It's, yep. Um, Wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) Um, So, you know, this is is what you need to eat. This is how to use all the machines. Here's your membership card. It's good for life. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you go into the gym is up to you. And how frequently you go. So people that say, I got certified 20 years ago, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything if they got certified 30 years ago, five years ago, one year ago. It's it's a gym membership. So how often do you go? And, mm-hmm. and what is your frequency leading up to recently? Even instructors, 10, 15 years goes by you know uh yeah. it, it it is a very perishable skill now the good news is go on a small handful of fun trips every year little dives it doesn't take anything it can even be a swimming pool yeah and uh it just just do it and you're good to go luckily you don't have to go 3 times a week like you do at the gym to stay fit yeah you know a a, f- a few times a year but they say about 6 times after your open water course i believe could be wrong here within a year or Mm -hmm. two years. I I forgot the stat, but it's six dives after your open water course within a uh, relatively short amount of time, your incidence rates drops by 50%. Oh, wow. That's
0: really good. So.
1: It takes 10 to 20 dives before it really takes.
0: Yeah. Now, as a Um, novice diver, I can attest to that. It took me about 25 dives before I was confident in my buoyancy, which is the big one for most people. Yeah,
1: it's huge. Um, It's everything, really.
0: Yeah, truly. And you mentioned sharks, and this is a perfect way to do number three, which is, that is literally, Mm -hmm. I tell people, yeah, scuba dive, oh, what about sharks? It's it's like the ocean is populated with sharks that are out to, to eat you. Why does it always yeah. fall down to sharks? And what do new divers really need to be cautious of?
1: It goes back to just I mean, sharks sell headlines. It's yeah. you got Shark Week, you've got we all know Jaws and all these other movies that have come after that. And it's uh it's it's just an easy sell. I mean, if you talk about sharks, you know, if I go up to any dinner table and I'm like, Man, we were diving and sharks came up the other day, everything else was <laughs> And,
0: yeah. you know
1: and and it's it's funny in even in the aquarium the biggest question i'll get i'll be there and i'll hear guests in the windows why aren't the sharks attacking the divers or why aren't they eating the divers and and it's like really really well no and that's common and mm-hmm. like we laugh about it we we we've been in this game for a while but it's it's funny because it's it's so simple like they're swimming around with fish that would normally be on their menu right yep. If you see a human being walking around in a field of cows, they're not going to jump. You know, it's like we're not zombies. And and so, like, the sharks would eat the fish that is actually on their menu versus a scuba diver with metal bubbles making noise. They want nothing to do with that.
0: Literally. Right. That's the best analogy I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> we're the only thing really blowing bubbles down there. You know, I've had people go, no, turtles have done it. Dolphins have done it. A few. We yeah. are consistently... And these are compressed air, so they're getting huge. And we're making noise. We have metals, which are throwing off their ampullae and all that stuff and sending them weird signals. We're strange looking. We're weird colors. We're actually pretty big yeah. in the ocean. There are bigger things, but we are we are on the larger side. So it's... Believe it or not. So it's... It's all those things, but like they only eat they they want to eat what's their food, you know, or what their food is, mm-hmm. and it's it's and you know a lot of times they're gonna go with what they're used to. Mm-hmm. It, again, you don't just jump out and go attack a cow. You eat it how you 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 go through the fast food <laughs> drive through. <laughs> you go to the grocery store. You go to the restaurant, and uh, you do it how you're used to, and you're just not used to that. But I, I think that's changing. I think. I think with social media the awareness is way up. Um, I think there's, you know, they're getting better on Shark Week and all mm-hmm. that. Like, look at this shark, it almost killed us. But they didn't because they're <laughs> not really. And it's like I know you know, got so...
0: to meet Christina Zanotto at that a conference you went yeah. to, which super mm-hmm. jealous.
1: Yep. Yep. actually <laughs> uh that podcast is um is coming out soon. So we, we I interviewed her. Oh, gosh,
0: I'm so jealous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's just the nicest person and and very inspirational outside of diving. Like, she said a few things that, like, have nothing to do with diving that I still think about. Mm -hmm. Like, just contagiousness of attitude and things like that. So she's just one of the most inspirational people. And it's not just everyone knows her as the shark whisperer. It's Mm -hmm. like, she maps caves. I know. And, like, the blue holes. (laughs) Right? And me, too. I don't cave dive. No way. And you know, people will talk about this one shark incident or whatever, and we all know about the confusion and everything else. Mm-hmm. But you know, and she's just like, there are occasionally sharks. Like, have you ever had a bad day? And you know, and like, she just said all these funny things, and like, even weather, like when hurricanes are coming, like, um, she they like sense it, and and so yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I won't spoil too much of that. Um That one, hopefully will be coming out soon sorry to plug Ooh. that one on no, your show please. here i cannot um, wait
0: for that episode that woman is a huge inspiration she's like up there with jane goodall for me when it comes to animal yeah. conservation so yeah. um, one of these days it is on my my bucket list to meet her as well sharks aside we have established they're basically giant water dogs i love sharks i love, sharks. I love diving with sharks i'm not afraid of the them. sharks
1: are your friends they, are, they, they really are. are
0: they're just they're once you're in the water with them and you see how curious they are how mostly friendly unless you're spearfishing for lionfish and they're very interested in what you're doing um. and even
1: then i've watched them the, these people that that go spearfishing and and right in the middle of just a swarm of bull sharks oh. um, they'll go spear and they do it all day long and if yeah. you talk to them they're like yeah and then, like uh they'll go and get it and they have them on their stringer mm-hmm And the bull sharks will circle them, and they say you gotta like you know like eyeball them once Mm -hmm. they're circling around, and use the butt of your gun or even point the tip at them to get them to. And then they'll they'll actually come up. They said the boom and take uh, the fish right off their stringer. So even a bull shark, even with bloody, freshly killed, like you know, five star dinner there for them, Mm -hmm. they still will go and hit that, and they're still not interested in you. Yeah. A bull shark with bloody fish dangling on your side. Like, come on, these, these things are not after us.
0: No, it's like... <laughs> they're not. Um, but what should a novice diver be cautious of? What is like the number one thing? Because like I said, everyone thinks it's sharks. It's really not sharks. You as an instructor, what is the one thing that people need to be cautious of?
1: The most dangerous thing in the water. I start my class out with this. Uh, the absolute most dangerous thing in the water by far. It is not sharks. It is not equipment failure. It is not the Irukandji. Um, it is ego.
0: Oh, boom!
1: Yep. Yeah, boom! Um, <laughs> mic drop. Um, the uh, this is my fuzzy hamster here, but <clears throat> it's ego, and ego can manifest in many different ways. You know, it's oh, I've been diving for so long, and I blah, blah blah blah, or I'm too proud because of my ego to tell everyone I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. So there's the ego can go a lot of different ways, whether you know, it, it, or I don't, I don't want to say maybe I'm not I'm not really qualified for this kind of diving or I'm just not there yet. Ego will cause complacency. I you know, mm-hmm. not to quote Mike Kestigan, he's going to love this, <laughs> um, but he uh yes. You know, it's the kid that runs out into the road 15 times to get the ball and never gets hit by a car. So the car, there are no cars there. I can't get hit. Mm -hmm, And then, you know, it's that 16th time that he stops looking. And so that's, it's complacency, but it's all rooted in ego in some form of another. So
0: I'm going to plug another one of your episodes here. Obviously, diving is a buddy system. Finding your dive buddy who is not afraid to call you out on your BS. It's yes. so important. And you have an episode on how to choose a dive buddy. So if if for people listening, if you are interested in scuba diving, your biggest task is to find someone you trust and who will call you out and who you are not afraid to be like, this dive is not okay with me.
1: Huge, huge. And that that actually can be a little hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way you find a good dive buddy for all of those reasons is just to get out there and dive. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to the barriers... A lot of people don't get certified, particularly right now. We're at the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm not going to mess up continuity here. But uh, right now, New Year's resolutions are, are a big thing. I want to mm-hmm. get scuba certified. It's bucket list. But a lot of people get hung up. Well, I don't have anybody to go with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest mistake. Now, it's cool when you can go with somebody. Don't get me wrong. And yes, if you can find somebody, do it. But let me tell you what happens if you just do it anyways. This happens 100% of the time. You'll meet somebody there. Mm-hmm you know, Katie, she dives, dove with 60 year old guys Mm -hmm. and she was like a 23 year old, you know, little chick Mm -hmm. and, uh, and loved it. And they're still friends, you know, and and they all have a good old time. And so, so you'll find somebody for one, you Mm -hmm. will guaranteed find somebody, but you got to get out there and do it. You'll either meet them in the class or do a few little simple dives right after, but you will meet somebody if you do a handful of dives. Number two, this is what usually happens. You get certified. Hey, I'm in the class in a few weeks. Oh, you did it! Oh, uh, do they still have room? Can I get in? Or so either they'll jump on. It's very contagious. Or right after you get certified and everyone posts their card or whatever on their on their social media or the pictures of their diving. Everyone's got a GoPro now, and it's that you'll do it and. Oh, how'd you do that? How'd you get started? Oh my God, I want to do this. And like the next class will have like five people.
0: Yep. (laughs) Um,
1: So we saw that at the shop. I did that way before Mm -hmm. I got into this field, you know, professionally. I did the exact same thing. Um, So I see that that's a very common thing. So just pull that trigger. The rest will fall into place. You'll find dive buddies. You'll make dive buddies. And then from there, you can then get more selective if you want to.
0: I love that. So. I like it goes back to the beginning of the episode. Like, if you want to make friends, be a scuba diver because that is the quickest way to make friends.
1: It really is.
0: So, just to wrap it all up, what do you tell people who are on the fence and want to try but aren't sure? And I kind of feel like that goes a little bit into the question you just you just uh, answered. But like, do you have a tagline of like "just do it"? Like Nike, swoosh.
1: Yeah i I would like the um, <clears throat> the financial gains that Nike has uh, <laughs> because. You know, I could get some more hats, but uh, no, I always tell people do, if if it's available in your area or if you're doing a, a vacation, if you're going on a cruise or, or you're vacationing somewhere somewhat tropical, they'll definitely have this. Do a uh, try scuba, and people call it different things. Scuba experience. There's a few. I think uh, SSI calls it Scuba Rangers for kids, or something like that. And but try scuba. A lot of times you can just go to the pool for. We would do them for. We did it at the, at the college one time, and it blew up because you you eliminate the commitment. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of people are just very nervous to pull that trigger. Like, what if I hate it? What if I get in the pool? And, and the pool really is the demarcation line. <laughs> yeah. and, and most people end up being fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the pool is really going to tell you a lot. You're not going to get the satisfaction of seeing animals or, you know, all that stuff, but you'll get the experience, the feeling, mm-hmm. and in and, and a controlled environment. So if you can do a try scuba and dads and uncles and, and aunts and moms out there that are good divers... It's very tempting to let people try gear on in your pool and everything. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times it's just fine. But the problem is when when you do get somebody who just... And I've had firefighters go down and go, Oh my God, I just freak out. you know. Mm-hmm. So even people that sh- you would have never expected to have a problem that can really happen with a child. Mm-hmm. If they do run into a problem, you can turn them off forever accidentally. Yeah. So I really caution people with that. If you have an opportunity find a, a local shop or an independent instructor, search online, or, or do it on a resort on vacation mm-hmm. where you can try it without the commitment, without having to do all the stuff and get all the gear and everything. You just kind of get down there with somebody who is used to uh, troubleshooting these little things that could really cause something to unravel, you know, in a home setting mm-hmm. versus a professional stranger you're the kids are less likely to cry, you know, yeah. and I really and also they have the right fitting stuff. I've seen people wearing their uncle's thing and it's swallowing yes. on the and then they're like, Yeah, it just freaked me out and I panicked and I didn't want anything to do with it. And they got into an argument and that was it. So you don't want that to happen. Um, so a professional tri scuba, or something like that, is is definitely the way to go if you have that option.
0: Love it. And that's why I tell people, like my friends, I'm like just, do it, just dive. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, Discovery
1: dive. That was... Nothing. Oh, yes.
0: I, I know that's what Patty calls it. I'm Patty certified. and I mean, there's multiple... Or, there's only a few organizations to get certified in. I haven't... I actually haven't seen NAWI's, but I can't imagine it's much different than Patty.
1: So, there, there are dozens if not hundreds of agencies uh, in europe yeah you got the big ones here are patty nowe ssi and you got sdi coming up and then in europe you've got cmos is big bsac and and uh the uk but what people don't know is is we have a podcast where we say hey something that kind of separates a a professional that's very in the industry and not is that person's just going to say, oh yeah, I dive versus a newer diver is going to say, I'm a Patty diver or I'm a Nowey diver or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that at all. But what people don't know is if you're certified, you're certified. Yeah. And the they all follow the guidelines and they all help write the guidelines with Mm -hmm. the WRSTC, Worldwide Recreational Scuba Training Council. It's like one too many letters in my (laughs) opinion, but... (laughs) Um, the it sets the ISO standards if you look at all the cards now the new cards it'll say you know meets ISO standard I don't have one here but meets ISO standard it's got a little number and they all follow the same minimum standards so if you're a Nawi diver here Open water scuba certified you can go and be a patty advanced You can use that and build up and be a patty advanced diver and then go maybe be SSI rescue diver or they all recognize each other Mm -hmm. and They all mean the same thing as far as what you can do with it now how your preferences uh, Totally up to you. They do have a couple little different teaching styles Mm -hmm. and you know some are better for different people and it does change a little bit at the professional level how they structure membership fees and and employability. There are some crossovers once you get to that level, but until you're dive master instructor, doesn't matter. Dirty <laughs> no, little secret. I
0: didn't know that. That's good to know. I wasn't most sure people that.
1: don't. Most people don't. And uh, I, I don't know if it's good or bad having that out there. You know, so I, that could be a whole nother show. <laughs> Honestly,
0: I bet the people, you know, when it comes to trying to like especially in Idaho, which is landlocked, like you get what you get. And so it's good to know that they're all basically the, the same, like you're going to get a good education no matter who you go with. So, that makes it, it
1: boils down to the, ins- the instructor is what That's is true. important.
0: That's really true.
1: not the agency. And I as a member of an agency that I do like, I will tell you disregard that agency and go with the instructor that you love. That will make or break your lifestyle if this takes or not it's if you know most instructors do a good job but you know do your homework it's not even necessarily a good one or a bad one it's the one you learn you gel with better so yes. if you got the time like you said a lot of places is kind of whichever one's nearby but even then they might have a few instructors there mm-hmm. so do some homework check reviews but if you can go talk to them oh, that yeah. will tell you everything The instructor is the most important thing about getting scuba certified.
0: Amen to that. I probably would not be a scuba diver if it were not for my instructor. Because like I said, I was terrified when I started doing it. And that's normal. Um, But it helped to know that like, we got certified with the the rescue diver. And he's the only rescue diver up in North Idaho. He worked with the sheriff's department. I was like, okay, if something really terrible happens, him and or his dive masters probably know what to do. I will live. So (laughs) I got really lucky. Is there anything else that you really want to add? You know?
1: What would you tell somebody that is on the fence about getting scuba certified? What one tangible thing do you think they need to hear?
0: How the tables have turned. What would I tell people who are on the fence about scuba diving? I would tell them, one, like, if you've ever wanted to be an astronaut, this is the most affordable way. And two, see the oceans before they're gone. There is something magical about the oceans, and I wish that I could just, like, impart that love onto people of, like, once you dip your face under the water and take your first breath, you will never be the same person again. I don't care who you are. The minute you do it, you're you're a changed person. If you want to have, like, a transformative experience that you're only going to get once, try scuba diving. That's what I tell them. It has changed my life. I'm a big, like, I feel like the disciple of scuba. (laughs)
1: It, it is. It's life changing. It opens it up like the world to explore. Like it, it gives you a reason to go places. But it's like mm-hmm. you can go look at the pyramids of Egypt, mm-hmm. but then you can go under and the Red Sea. Has some of the best diving you know in the world. And, yeah. and so it's like how many people go and visit these places and will never see that.
0: Exactly. It's like, gosh. You feel you know, like one other Indiana thing.
1: Jones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, one other thing. I, I'm sorry. I, you said something that I, I meant to touch on earlier. Yeah. Is you said that. Um, it's kind of like being in space. Well, yeah. I, most people probably know this, but NASA's Neutral Buoyancy Laboratory in Houston, that is how they train astronauts underwater. So, um, check that out if you <laughs> get a chance. That's really really cool. And yes, another plug. I I was fortunate enough to interview the medical director of the NASA Neutral Buoyancy Lab. My dude, Dr. the connections
0: you have. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, I just
1: just got lucky, but the, the connections are made from scuba diving. You'll meet people that that you wouldn't meet any other way. So that's a perfect example of, of why everybody should do it.
0: That's true. You will never know who you will run into on a dive boat. And that's why everyone should. You broaden your horizons, make friends, and be part of a community that you cannot find anywhere else. It's like a safer version of CrossFit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. I truly appreciate your time. This has been easily one of the most entertaining podcast interviews I've ever done. And so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and humor and knowledge about this amazing sport. And I hope that those who are listening are inspired to try this amazing sport. If you have any questions or if you want to get in touch with Kenny, how can people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, I pretty much respond to all the direct messages. Uh, obviously, we have, um, you know, both of the channels right there. The yep. scuba Scuba <laughs> Podcasts, uh, and uh, Down to 60 is, is more of a dive site and skill video series. But um, uh, the TikTok, uh, Kenny underscore Dial, um, and uh, Sweetwater Scuba, the website has all the contact right there. So any of those channels, if you direct message me, I try and respond pretty quick, so
0: awesome well thank you so much again i really appreciate you are you ready to take the plunge now i hope the answer is yes and if so before you change your mind just go do it i did two discovery dives i let life get in the way and it wasn't until two years later that i finally decided to heck with it time to get certified And if it wasn't painfully obvious, scuba has changed my life and my relationship with the world. If it weren't for scuba, there would be no Wild Brew podcast or mission. It's cliche to say, but it is life-changing. Thank you, Kenny, so much for your time. And be sure to check out all of his resources. I will have all the links in my show notes. It is worth it. He is fantastic. As always, 100% of the Wild Root Art Division profits go directly to the Roatan Marine Park to support their coral restoration mission. As of recording this, we are getting super close to $2,000 raised. Thank you guys so much. Join me next week as we return to corals with an absolute legend in the coral research world. How I got this interview, I will never know. But if you want to have your mind absolutely blown by the scientist for cold water corals, join me in two weeks for an episode that will change how you view the deep. Have a great week, you guys. See you soon.